What's up, guys? Welcome to the Scoop with Soup podcast. I'm your host, Campbell Soup. Well, man, guys, I hope that you're doing well. I really am. This is week four, week five, um, something like that of the podcast. It seems like during this whole um, kind of quarantine thing, it seems like some senses of mind have been heightened. Um, definitely a smell has been one of those things that have been heightened because it seems like I am eating absolutely everything, but my uh, sense and my ability to do math um, is just non-existent, um, but I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that you guys have been enjoying this podcast, man. I've been loving the feedback that I've been getting from you guys, um, man. Continue to send that in. Before we get started, though, before I really kind of jump into uh, what I got for you guys today and what God has in store for us, man, I want to let you know about a couple things. Um, so kind of really the first thing, right? So um, you know, obviously with everything kind of going on, I've got a little bit of extra time on my hands. And so one thing that I've been working on is I've been working on a little bit of um, a little bit of scoop of soup uh, merchandise, um, some t-shirts some hats and some stuff like that. Um, and so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a giveaway. Um, I want to give away some free stuff. I'm, I'm in a cheerful mood. And so um, the way that you can get um, some of this free stuff, right? I mean, we love free stuff, right? I mean, I mean, you think back to your college days, and if you're not in college yet, you'll understand this whenever you get to college, free food, right? But also the free t-shirt, right? I was the free t-shirt, guys. Like, if I'm getting a t-shirt out of this so I can put off laundry for another day, like, absolutely, like, I'm going to be there, right? And so, with this whole thing, man, I want to give away a t-shirt to you guys just for your support, just just to show my appreciation for you guys throughout this whole thing. And so, um, here's how you win, okay? So, what you're going to do um, after this podcast, okay? I'm still working on it. T-shirts will roll out the next couple weeks, okay? Um, I'm going to give you two opportunities to win, okay? So, this week and next week, okay? Um, Take a screenshot of the the Scoop of Soup podcast, okay? Whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on, Okay? Um, and share it on your social media, okay? And then once you share it on your social media, okay, um, send me a screenshot, okay, um, on Insta- my Instagram handle is Campbell underscore Terry, okay? And if you have my cell phone number, you can text it to me, all right? But um, but I want to get the word out about this, right? And so um, screenshot this podcast, share it, um, be entered into a contest. And so you can be entered twice this week and next week. You can have up to two entries, okay? Um, and the winner will be um, selected at random. Okay. Between this. All right. And so, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how it's going to work. All right. And so if you guys want to win some free merch, man, like share, subscribe, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm really, really, really excited for this. And I think you guys will like about where, uh, about how the t-shirt and some of the other stuff is looking. Right. So just a quarantine update. Right. Um, I know that like kind of last week I kind of gave an up uh, an update saying that, I'm kind of running low on food, and I think Mama um, heard that podcast, and so she just so they uh, so they came in and saw me. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun, and um, they definitely brought some food, and so um, and and man, they brought good food. Oh, Mama brought some red velvet cupcakes. Oh, she brought some Starburst jelly beans. Which, by the way, okay. Um, if you had to ask me like my favorite candy, like I've got my favorite candy, but Starburst jelly beans is on a whole other level of amazing because they only come out around Easter time, right? And so I'm the guy that's like going to Walmart now, okay, sitting 45 minutes in line to get all the on-sale Easter candy, right? Um, because that's how good Starburst jelly beans are. They are absolutely incredible, right? Um, but the but the fridge has been restocked, the cabinets have been restocked. Um, even though I'm starting to burn through them, I am still um, in my sweatpants going after them. It's just, 
it's just not a good combination. I eat when I'm bored and this whole thing has got me bored a lot after I get my work done. And so, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my quarantine update with everything that's just kind of going on. I hope that you guys um, are doing well. I hope that you guys are thriving in this, not just surviving. Um, I was, it was actually pretty interesting. We were, we were talking about this um, last night as we were going through Ephesians, um, our Zoom Bible study for youth. And this thing came up just kind of about this whole thing of um, our relationship with the Lord. And during this whole quarantine, uh, maybe a lot of people not realizing where they really stand. Um, I know that we also often have a tendency in the church to become very, very busy and uh, to become very, very bogged down with things to do. And we feel like that that's our relationship with the Lord. And it seems like during this time as we have an opportunity to slow down and to pull back, um, that a lot of people um, are realizing kind of where kind of where they stand, kind of what what I've been hearing from people, and um, and so this whole thing, I really do feel like that you know for so long, I know many of us have been have been praying for revival for just the Lord to take this nation back and to take it by storm, and I, and I really do think that this whole coronavirus thing, as much as as much as it does hurt, and as much as it's inconvenient, that this whole thing is, is driving people to their knees because Christ is their last resort. And I, I really do have a feeling I'm going to be so excited whenever we get on the other end of this thing and being able to look back and to see what God did. I, I, I'm just super excited for that. Um, and so funny story though, um, before we um, get started with our podcast. So um, I don't know how many of you guys um, know this, right? Um, but I have lost all of my hair. I'm, I'm wearing a buzz cut right now, and I've got a receding hairline that's really, really bad. And I and I always thought I'd kind of had a receding hairline, but my hair was long enough to kind of cover it up, right? Um, and so this past Monday, I take part in a ministry called Merge here in Albany. Um, and they do a Merge Live every Monday night where we kind of play a quick game. And then um, Catherine Hamilton leads a quick Bible study, which, by the way, check it out. It's legit. Every Monday night at 730. And so we were kind of thinking of a game. And I suggested, hey, why don't you cut my hair with a blindfold? Because I was needing a haircut. And I'm like, just buzz it off afterwards. And so I brought my beard razor thinking that that was going to be enough. Heck to the no, right? I mean, patches of hair were being ripped out. I mean, it was it was bad. In, in 10 minutes, we hardly took any hair off um, that was like even whatsoever at all. I mean, it was it was bad. It was really, really bad. And so seeing how bad my hair was and how uneven it was, and again, that's my own fault. I dug my pit. I got a lie in it, right? So I called my boss. And I was like, Jeff. Jeff, like, you got to help me out, man. Like, I have, I have done messed up. And so we went over to this house, and he's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start buzzing this just to try to get it all even. And as he started doing it, he's like, man, I got to take this thing down to like a two. And I didn't realize how short that was. And if the hair, if the light hits my hair just right, you would think that I'm bald and that I don't have any hair, which is crazy, absolute craziness. But yeah, so right now um, I have a six head, right? Not even a four head, not a five head, but I have a six head because I got a receding hairline. My hair's buzzed. Man, I used to have a beautiful hairline, and now I just don't. It's this job, man. Stressed out all the time. Um, and so, yeah. Um, also, if you guys want to send me like some Rogaine or something so my hair quits falling out, that would be amazing, right? But that's my funny story. Um, let's go ahead and let's pray, okay? And let's just ask God to bless our time together and we'll get rocking and we'll get rolling with, uh, with today's message. Man, dear Jesus, Father God, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for all your many blessings, God. And 
Um, God, I just want to thank you for just this time, Lord. I want to thank you for just us being able to gather and open up your word, Father, and just be able to talk about you, Lord. Guys, I hope my prayer that during this message, Father, that you just um, allow the Holy Spirit to move and convict, Father. And I pray that everyone listening to this podcast, Lord, is changed forever. Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this, even though that we're in quarantine, Lord, that you equip them with just a spiritual wisdom, boldness, and a light within their soul, Father, that they can go out and they can be the city on a hilltop and be the salt and light of the earth. That they can change this world forever, Father. And they can do the good work that you intended this for, Lord. So much gracious heavenly name that we pray. Amen and amen. Man, before we get started, okay, we're continuing our Love Is series, okay? I want to encourage you with a couple things. I know I say it um, during every podcast, okay? But I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe in it, okay? So I want to encourage you um, to, get your, to get a hard copy of God's Word, okay? Get yourself a hard physical copy of the Word so you can see where we are, so you can see where we're turning, so you can see the words um, on the page and you can... Like, look at with your own eyes um, what it is that Scripture is saying. So I want, I want to encourage you with that, um, um, firm, like, very, very um, at the front end, okay? I also want to encourage you, okay, to um, get yourself in isolation, okay? Um, to get a hard copy of God's Word, put your phone on, do not disturb, put yourself in isolation and really give yourself... Um, the next 20 to 25 minutes say that this is going to be my time with the Lord, okay? That no one is going to interrupt this, and they're not going to take this from me. One of the tools that the enemy loves to use is distraction and busyness, right? That we rush through our quiet time, that we get busy with life, and we forget about spending time with the Lord. But I want you to think about this. If you're married or if you um, think you're seeing the love of your life or, or wherever you're at in the relationship scheme, right? I want you to think about the love of your life, okay? If you haven't met them yet, you w- all right, I really think that you'll meet them one day. Okay, um, if you're married, you could probably relate to this, but it's just like if you go on a date um, with the one with the love of your life, like you're going to, you're not going to rush through that dinner. You're going to want to sit down, invest, spend time with them, right? If you just hurry through the dinners just so you can get home and binge watch Netflix, that's not going to be healthy for the relationship, and it's not healthy with our relationship with the Lord either. Just rushing through our quiet time. Um, but the last thing I want to encourage you with, okay, is, is, to, um, is to take notes, okay? Note takers grow. I believe that wholeheartedly. My relationship with the Lord has been forever changed by it. I was actually going through some old notes in, in a journal of mine yesterday in the time of this isolation, and it's crazy to see what God has done in my life in the last two years from um, where he's taken me and how he's grown me and how he's brought me here to Albany. And so I want to encourage you to do the same thing. It's really, really encouraging to go back and see what the Lord is doing, but also to look at old sermon notes um, and to relive what um, what was talked about. And so today, okay, we are continuing our Love Is series, all right? Um, if you want to go back and listen to the last two episodes of the podcast, I'm only going to spend a minute or two on this recap. And so I want to encourage you, um, if you are just now joining us, to go back and listen to the other two episodes of the podcast um, after you get finished listening to this, okay? So two weeks ago, okay, we started the Love Is series, okay? That in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul lays out what love is and what love isn't, okay? Um, he was laying out a grid work for what love is. Um, he was writing to, this, to the church of Corinth, okay? A church that there was not really a whole lot of love in everything that they were doing. And so I think that as the American church, we can relate to that because we struggle with this idea of love, us as a society, but also us as a church sometimes. We have no idea what love is because the enemy and sin has tainted it so much. 
and we're like, man, what is what is it like? What is it? What is what isn't love? And sorry, my words are getting all twisted there, right? Um, and so Paul lays out a grid work in First Corinthians chapter thirteen for what love is and what love isn't. What we should be showing every day and what we shouldn't be showing if we are walking in Christ and we are um, truly loving people. And so we talked about the first week: love is patient and kind. It's this word macrothyma. It's a long-suffering patience, right? Um, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time recapping this, but you think about um, Christ and you think about whenever we sin and we mess up, that we, whenever we sin and we mess up and we turn our back on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, right? And we're like, no, God, I know what's best for my life. I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to spit on your face. I'm going to spit on your word. I'm going to spit on your promises. And I'm going to live how I want to live, right? Um, about how whenever we turn our back on him and we walk away. Um, and we sin and we mess up and we come running back to him. God has a long-suffering patience, right? That he doesn't snipe us or strike us down with a lightning bolt, right? Um, the first time that we mess up, right? Now, there is punishment for sin, but God has a love of a long-suffering patience. Okay, you think about Jesus had a love of a long-suffering patience with his disciples and the people that he was loving on. We are, um, we should continue to love people like that. And even after everyone else has given up on an individual, that we are still there continuing to love them because God hasn't given up on us so why should we give up on others and then love is kind we, we talked about really really briefly that you hear about these um, transformation stories right about how people came to know God and um, you never hear the story about how they were hit over the head with a Bible and they were told well I was going to I was going to hell and they were so mean and rude to me and I just decided to say the salvation prayer right you, you don't hear that it's the love of God and the Holy Spirit that changes lives and so um, us being kind to them and us showing them Jesus is a way that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus and we can give them that opportunity, right? We can give them, that we can bring them to the well so that they can experience um, the love that is Jesus Christ. Um, and so last week, okay, we talked about how love is not um, jealous or envious, right? Um, so we talked about this whole idea of jealous and envy, right? That whenever you look at the definition, okay, um, it is a feeling, but it is also a state of dissatisfaction, right? And so whenever we become jealous, jealousy and envy arise because there is a root of dissatisfaction. We are dissatisfied with ourselves. We are dissatisfied in our relationship with the Lord. So whenever we are dissatisfied in our relationship with the Lord, jealousy and envy arise. And so we can talk about not being jealous and envious, and that's all great things, but unless we get at the root um, that you that um, you're, um, where you're getting your satisfaction. Are you satisfied in the Lord? Is he your provision? We talked about how Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall never be hungry and whoever, whoever believes in me shall never thirst, right? So we talked about that. And so, um, so we talked about last week, okay, that the Lord needs to be our provision. He needs to be our satisfaction in this life, or we are always going to be jealous and envious of what others have. Okay. So today, okay, we are continuing our love is series. Okay. We are Covering love is not boastful. Okay, so if you're taking notes, write that down. Love is not boastful. Okay, and it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous, boastful, or proud, or rude. Okay, so we're talking about today that love is not boastful. Okay, so really quick, story time. So as many of you know, okay, I graduated from the greatest high school in America, Permian High School, Albany, Texas, and it's great, but it is not Permian High School. Friday Night Lights, mojo till I die, I bleed black and white, right? I will always be a Permian Panther, no shame in it whatsoever. I love my high school and I loved everything about high school, right? 
Um, and so I played football in high school. I did. And so my junior year, we were absolutely stacked. 19 of our 22 starters, okay, were seniors, right, which is a ton. For any of you guys that are listening to this, you know, like having a senior-loaded team, like you're going to be really, really really good probably and so our team was absolutely loaded right we were averaging okay at the beginning of the season in non-district play we were averaging over 50 points a game and over 500 yards of total offense it was absolutely insane what we were averaging we were just running over people right and so one thing as being a backup my junior year because i was not one of the lucky three people right um, part of being a backup was that i would get in the fourth quarter and i would get to play and which was a lot of fun right and so it's the second to the last district game of the season we are playing our crosstown rivals the ohs broncos right um, we, we call them, um, a lot of people call them the Bronchos because they spell Broncos C-H-O-S, which is, I, I've never understood it, but again, if you went to OHS, maybe you can explain it to me, right? Um, but we were playing them, and so I got to get in the fourth quarter, and it was absolutely amazing, but something happened that I will remember for the rest of my life, and that every single time I see my coaches, they remind me of, because of how embarrassing this was. Um, but there was, but we got in, okay, we were just driving the ball down the field, okay, and my job as a tight end was backside seal, uh, was backside cutoff or play side seal, okay, um, very, very rarely would I ever get to run around, which I was fine with, I got to knock people's teeth in, it was amazing, right, but we get to, but we get down to the goal line, we're on like a three yard line, okay, we call this play brown two, and basically, like, I forget the name of the play, I think it was like pirate or something like that, but basically my job was to run to the back corner of the end zone and be the distraction. I'm six foot five, I'm tall and I'm lanky, right? It was pretty hard to miss me, right? And so the play starts, and so I fake my block. I'm going sprinting for the back corner of the end zone. I'm waving my hands like a crazy man, right? But the whole point of this play is to dump the ball off to the running back, right? So the backup quarterback throws the ball to the running back, okay? Somehow the ball is tipped straight up into the air. And you never guess who it's coming for. Me, right? I'm sitting there, I'm staring at the ball. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, it's coming for me. It's coming for me. It's coming for me. And so I reach up, I grab the ball. And at that moment, I realized. And so I ran back. And so I ran back into the end zone. But I'm like, I'm already in the end zone. I had just scored a touchdown. And I was right in front of the student section. And it was there in that moment that I was like, look at me. Look at me and look at what I have done. I sucked the ball in the air. I did a full out Lion King. I put the ball in the air. I was shaking it. I was running up and down the sideline, giving everyone high fives, hugging everyone. I was smiling for the camera lady. I was pointing to the crowd, getting up on the chair. I went absolutely crazy. You would think that I had just broken like Tom Brady's record or won the Super Bowl. I was absolutely going insane. But the root of that story, really looking back on it, it's pretty embarrassing now to think about. But there in that moment, a lot of people say, you're just excited, but no, there in that moment, I was like, look at me, look at me and look what, look at what I have done. Look at what I have accomplished. Look at this. Look at me. I am boasting in my own abilities. I am an absolute freak of nature. I got a touchdown. Look at me. Look at what I have done. I was boasting in myself and my own abilities and completely neglecting everything going on around me. And I think that a lot of us know someone and we might be able to relate to this ourselves that we enter into a time of boasting. Maybe it's about our finances. Maybe it's about our family. Maybe it's about our church family and just little things that we are just boastful about that we're very, very proud about that we are like, look at me, look at this. 
And you know, maybe it's with you sharing that expensive meal on Facebook and Instagram, whatever it is for you. It, it, it looks different for all of us, okay? Um, but Paul makes it so abundantly clear in this passage, okay, but also throughout Scripture um, that posting is a sin, right? It talks about this in Psalm 75. Um, if you have your Bible, man, you can go ahead and you can turn there. I was actually going through the book of Psalms this week whenever I came, whenever I came across this particular passage, okay? Um, and so, so Psalm 75, it doesn't really, it doesn't say at the very beginning, it says, For the choir director, a, um, a psalm of Asaph, a song to be sung to the tune, do not destroy. Um, and so in verse, so in verse two, it says, at the time I have planned, I will bring justice against the wicked. When the earth quakes and its people live in turmoil, I'm the one who keeps its foundations firm. All right. I warn the proud. This is God speaking. I warn the proud. Stop your boasting. I told the wicked, don't raise your fists. Don't raise your fists and defiance to the heavens or speak in such arrogance. For no one on earth from east or west or even from the wilderness should raise a defined fence. It is God alone who judges. He decides who will rise and who will fall. And so I was sitting there and I was reading that and looking at that. And it's so clear in that passage that Paul is warning the wicked that he is, um, not that Paul, that God, okay, is warning the wicked that he is warning us saying, um, don't be, don't be boastful. Do not be, do not be arrogant. And so the, the Bible, but also this, that it's so clear that we are not called to live um, in a state um, of boastfulness. God warns against us. The Bible talks about about why, why do we brag? Why do we boast? Because everything we have is not our own. Um, in Ephesians, um, it talked about in Ephesians chapter 2, it's by grace that we've been saved so that no one can boast. Um, it talks about in James, why do we boast? Because it doesn't know for what tomorrow has. Bo- like The Bible talks about boasting so, so, so much because God knows even as us as, even us as humans and us as Christ followers, right, that we have a tendency to forget, okay, um, whose we are. And we are who we are because of who we are because of whose we are. So we have a tendency to, um, to forget that, right? So Paul in his grid work, okay, of laying out what love is, makes it so clear um, to be boastful is, is to not live like Christ, right? And so this word boastful, okay, you guys know I love the Greek and the Hebrew because it allows us to stay true um, to what the passage and what the writer and what the author intends in this. And so um, I really want to encourage you. So there's a great Bible software program, okay, called Logos, okay? Um, Logos or Logos, something like that. Um, I I really want to encourage you guys, man, to get it, okay? It is a Bible study um, app, okay? It's an application. Get the cheapest one and buy... Um, by commentaries, okay. This this thing also allows you to look at the uh, the Greek and the Hebrew words and the different translations, um, and what it means. And so this is this is how I do it. Um, through that in my commentaries. And so the word boastful here, okay, I'm going to absolutely butcher this, um, this word from the original Greek and Hebrew. And so I'm just, I'm just not going to do it, right? And so basically this word boastful, okay, when translated back to what Paul was writing, okay, means to brag without foundation. Really let that sink in there for a moment. That whenever we are boastful, we are bragging without a foundation that whenever we are boastful we are bragging without a foundation really really think about that whenever we enter into a boastful state of mind okay we are bragging without a foundation without Christ we have nothing to stand on 
I mean, really, really think about it. I mean, without Christ, we have nothing to stand on to go back to the team illustration that I had earlier, right? There in that moment, I was boasting in everything that I did, right? But here's the one thing I forgot. Yeah, I was giving people high fives, but my whole thing was, look at me and look at what I have done. You forget for that play to work that there were five linemen on the field, that they had to block, okay? That they had to block and hold off the defensive line long enough for the quarterback to get the ball. So the center had to snap the ball to the quarterback. The quarterback had to roll out, okay? He had to throw the ball, okay? He had to throw the ball um, to, the, to the running back, which somehow got tipped up in the air for me to get that pass, for me to get to that point. So you think about it, there was a series of events. There were things that had to happen. There were people that had to be there for me to get to that point of success, right? And I completely forgot about it. I completely neglected it. Do we forget, okay, that everything we have has been given us to by God? That whenever we have amazing things in our life, that whenever we have financial success, that when we have been blessed financially, do we forget that this is the Lord's provision for us? Whenever we have been blessed with a gift to be able to sing, to be able to dance, to be able to create with art and create with words, do we forget that that is God's gift, that that is God's gift to us? Okay, because the reality is, okay, what would we be without God? We are bragging without a foundation. It's basically God has given us these gifts. He has given us everything we have. And so we, whenever we enter into a state of boastfulness, okay, we are entering into a state of, look at me. It is an inward expression of trying to get others to look at me. When in reality, we are called to love, that we are called to outpour everything that we have, that we are called to be pouring into other people's lives and pouring into other people's cups so that they can see the goodness of Christ. To be boasting is to say, to look at me, to love is to say, because of what Christ did on the cross for me, that because he died for my sins, because he, because God sent his son to bleed out on a cross. You know what? I can't go another day. I can't go with another second. I wake up with a high sense of urgency, right? To point people back to God, because I know that there's going to be a day that we are all going to die. And if you die without knowing Jesus, you're going to hell that we we want people to experience the goodness of Jesus. We want people to experience the love of God. So to be boastful is to be wasting that time saying, look at me. When in reality, through our actions, we're called to be the salt and light of the earth. That we're called to be the city on a, on a hilltop. And we're called to love people how God loved us. That's what we're called to do. We're not called to be boastful. We're called to love. But to brag without a foundation. A couple weeks ago, I want to encourage you to go back and re-listen to this message. Um, if you hadn't listened to it yet, the firm foundation, Matthew chapter 7. Basically, it talks about um, in, in the story that the person who's wise and listens to my teaching is like building their house on the rock. And the person um, who, build, who doesn't listen to my teaching is foolish who builds their house in the sand. Folks, whenever we enter into a state of boastfulness, we enter into a state of mind of boastfulness, you think about that sand. It's very, very attractive. It's very lucrative. It's a, it's a beachside house. We think that, man, this is great. It's all great and dandy. But the reality is whenever we get away from what God has intended and we're not building our life the way that God intended us to live and we're not building our life upon Him, upon Him being our foundation, upon His promises, upon His love and all that sort of stuff, it's sand. And whenever we enter into a state of boastfulness, we are trying to build up our lives. We're trying to be better about ourselves. And it's bragging without a foundation. It's building upon the sand. And here's the thing. You might have a little bit of success for a while in your boastfulness. 
But what happens to the athlete that tears their ACL? What happens to the artist that gets in a car wreck and their fingers are smashed? What gets to the um, person that can cook really, really, really well, right? And then they, and then something happens, right? And then they can't cook anymore, right? They become allergic to something. I, I don't know, whatever it may be. But what happens at that point? That we have boasted in our abilities and then we're building all of our life upon that and then it gets taken away from us. The reality is everything that we've been given, that we are created in the image of God and He has uniquely designed, called, and gifted every single one of us. Some of us are amazing parents. Some of us are amazing teachers. Some of us are absolutely inc incredible, incredible workers in whatever job you're in. And God has uniquely designed, called, and gifted us for that, okay? To be on those mission fields. That we're all called to ministry, but it looks different for every single one of us. But we are uniquely designed, called, and gifted. But whenever we get into those areas that we're uniquely designed, called, and gifted with our gifts, and we begin to brag, okay, and become boastful about who, about everything that we're doing on our, our own power, we've missed it. Because God has given us that gift to bring glory to Him. Nothing wrong is really, nothing wrong, um, nothing's wrong with saying what the Lord is doing in your life. And so that, that's one thing really in this area that a lot of people struggle with and wrestle with. It's like, well, can I not boast in the Lord and say what He's doing in my life? Yes, absolutely, you can. But when it begins to take a turn that it's not right, that it's no bueno, right? Um, is whenever we um, is whenever we really begin to say, um, we really enter into a state um, of exalting ourselves and giving the perception that our own accomplishments are based on our own power, our own knowledge, and our own merit. Boast, boastfulness becomes a sin when we exalt ourselves and we give the perception that that our accomplishments are based on our own power, our own knowledge, and our own merit. That's when, that's when we become boastful. Was Christ boastful? Absolutely not. No, Christ gave it all. Christ was God who put on flesh and bone. Christ was the opposite of boastful. He was humble. He humbled himself. And he loved people. The man fed 5,000 people. He walked on water. He was raised from the dead. Was anything about him boastful? No. So whenever we enter into a state of boastfulness, we are entering into a state of, this is not, this is not any good. We're entering into a state of look at me, when in reality, everything we need to be doing needs to be pointing back to God. I want to encourage you with this, as you're going through this week, as you're going through your life, you, you as an individual, and us as Christ followers, we need to be one big giant arrow pointing straight into heaven. That everything we do points back to God. Every meal we cook, every homework assignment, every conversation points back to God. That people can see the hope, the light, the truth, and the promises of Christ in everything that we do. So I really want to encourage it as we leave this place, as we leave here, and as we wrap up. Okay, love is not inward focus. Love is not a look at me. Love is an outpouring into other people. So to love the way that God has intended us to live, it's not an inward look at me. Whoever tries to save his own life will ultimately end up losing it. But it's an outpouring of others. 
Well, man, guys, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast. Um, man, be sure to like, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Okay, be sure to share this on all your different social medias. Okay, um, to be entered into that contest, you've got two chances to win it. You can have up to two entries. Okay, this week and next week. Okay, to win some free merch. All right, I love you guys, um, and we will see you next week.